Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yep, those games went as scripted, right? Welcome to the program. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, including Fritzy on this Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at DP Show. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. We say good morning to those who are listening. Radio show, uh, nearly 400 cities around America carrying the program. Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio as well. Have a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. Two more games later on today and tonight. Steelers at the Bills. Steelers are getting 10. Eagles at the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are getting two and a half. Texans roll the Browns, Chiefs handle the Dolphins, Packers roll the Cowboys, and the Lions hold off the L.A. Rams. Well, if you were going to go, most surprised, least surprised. Most surprised, I think we would all agree that the Packers and how they handled the Cowboys. I thought the Rams were going to beat the Lions. I had no doubts about the Chiefs against the Dolphins, and I was really surprised with the Texans. Not only the margin of victory, but how they did it. That Cleveland defense is supposed to be one of the best defenses in football. Or at least it is when they're at home. It was a fun first quarter, then all of a sudden, Joe Flacco throws a couple of pick sixes, and C.J. Stroud looked like Joe Montana. The Chiefs against the Dolphins felt like the Chiefs were saying, hey, let's just play a zone defense on Tyreek Hill and take our chances there. And during the regular season, I said there were two teams I hadn't figured out. I kept trying to figure out how good the Dolphins were and how good the Cowboys were. And you know what? I finally figured out they're both frauds because the Cowboys were at home. They had everything lined up. You had people saying it's sort of like a bye week. You're playing the Packers, Jordan Love, first playoff game. And then all of a sudden you realize the Packers had been in playoff mode for the last couple of weeks. And Jordan Love had been spectacular. And all you know what kind of set the tone for me? The Cowboys win the coin toss. Now, usually what happens, you defer. They said, no, we want the ball. So the Packers won the coin toss, got the ball, and then went 75 yards. And I went, ooh, okay. It's almost like they were like, all right. Let's test you here. We're going to see what you got. 
And the Cowboys are probably saying, all right, all right, got a rookie, basically rookie quarterback, or at least starting his first playoff game on the road, and they want the ball? Great. And then all of a sudden you realize, ooh, they want the ball, and they're going to get the ball again and again and again and again, and they're going to score touchdowns. And it was weird that it was a blowout, but then at the end it felt like this is closer than what it should be. And then all of a sudden, Green Bay brings in backup quarterback and some second stringers, get a little playoff time, and it's like, uh, let's put Jordan Love back out there. Let's make sure we win this. Uh, the Lions against the Rams, uh, give credit, great atmosphere with the Lions. And, uh, you know, if you think about the city of Detroit, Red Wings are in a uh, drought, a playoff drought. The Tigers in a playoff drought. You have the Pistons, the worst team in the NBA. And then you have the Detroit Lions, who finally, after 30 years, able to break that streak of a playoff win at home. And this is how it sounded last night. One final time, Jared. One final time. Moves in behind center. Takes the snap. Takes the knee. This game is over. Oh, the Detroit Lions have won it. Celebrate, boys. Celebrate. You're coming right back here next week to take on the winner of the Philadelphia-Tampa Bay game. That's courtesy of the ticket, the Lions Radio Network. It found, it sounded like it was a championship there. <laughs> that, fella, that fella's got a little Ross Tucker to him, too. This game's over. <laughs> Let me hear that again, Mark. One final time, Jared. One final time. Moves in behind center. Takes the snap. Takes the knee. This game is over. Oh, <laughs> this game is over. We're moving on. Hey, congratulations. Been a long time. Long, long time. And they had to make an announcement. They had to tell the fans, look, you got to leave. Like, we got to clean this place up for next weekend. All right, we'll come up with a poll question. And uh, play of the day, stat of the day. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. As for the Cowboys, we wondered, we speculated, and now here we are. Jerry Jones probably not giving a ringing endorsement to Mike McCarthy, but he didn't do that going into the playoffs where he said, well, hey, his record speaks for itself, said all these nice things, and then he added, well, we'll take it game by game. Here is Jerry Jones after the loss. This is uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. So this is uh, uh, that degree. I know how disappointed everybody is. So I'm a comment. In terms of playoff losses, where does this one rank for you? Well, I don't have, uh, uh, really, I can't reach back and look at a playoff loss. Uh, uh, but this uh, seems like the, uh, the, the most uh, painful uh, because uh, we all had such great expectation and we had hope for this team. And I uh, uh, thought that we were aligned in a great shape, in great shape, and uh, uh, it didn't happen for us. Okay. If you have a list of heartbreaking playoff losses, that's not good. Uh, Jerry, hey, can you bring out your list of heartbreaking playoff losses? Uh, well, if I'm seeding them, <laughs> give me more time. But you had what you had everything that you wanted here. You were at home. You'd played well at home. You're playing the Packers, the youngest team in the NFL. You're you're facing a quarterback who'd never made a playoff start. <sighs> 
I'm waiting to hear that uh, Dallas defense, that was the second coming of the doomsday defense. Like, uh, what happened? What happened? Because that team did not look good the last uh, month and a half of the season. Giving up points and a lot of yards. Yes, Eden. Maybe it's a symptom of how many times Jerry Jones has been in this position, but I give him a lot of credit for how he handled that exchange. Because he had said, this is one of the most surprising things that's ever happened to me since I've been involved in sport. And the follow-up question is, uh, where would you put this among your playoff losses? I just said it's the most surprising thing that's ever happened to me. What do you mean, where would I rank it? Can you give me the I, Mount I just told you it's the most surprising thing that's ever happened to me since I got involved in sports. Where do you think I rank it? Now, I don't know if he makes a change. My guess is he does make a change. This heightened our awareness of the coaching situation because Bill Belichick is available. Mike Vrabel's available as well, and Pete Carroll. But really, this is about Bill Belichick. You're probably going to lose Dan Quinn to maybe Seattle, but here's Dan Quinn. That defense, he's the defensive coordinator, in the last seven games allowed 25 points and 353 yards per game. And I don't know if they played great teams week in and week out to give up those 25 points, 353 yards, but he's your defensive coordinator, and maybe the next coach of the Seattle Seahawks. All right, Seaton, what's the poll question today? Well, speaking of most surprising results, why don't we go with most surprising result this week? Okay. Uh, you got Texans over the Browns, 45-14. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs, 26, Dolphins, 7. Yeah. Packers handling the Cowboys in you know 48-32. Packers absolutely handled the Cowboys in what was a very close game, actually. <laughs> I know. When Seaton said that, I'm going... Okay, it was a blowout until it wasn't a blowout. It was a complete blowout and one play away from being a one-score game at the same time. Yeah, I was I was very much enjoying the blowout. I was like, oh god, this! I was reveling at every down that went by. I'm like, this is the best. And then all of a sudden, the Cowboys started coming back. I'm like, wait a minute, this could be fun too. But all right, a big so. tease. Uh, and then the Lions Rams twenty four twenty three. That was. So really, it comes down to the Cowboys or the Texans. The most surprising result. Possibly. Yeah. I think Dallas, because, you know, I thought that team had the talent to go to the Super Bowl. And C.D. Lamb got shut down by Jair Alexander, who, man, he got, he was in the doghouse a couple of weeks ago. And then all of a sudden, he shut down C.D. Lamb in the yeah, first half. Speaking of coin toss. Yes, that's true. Um <laughs> I, I just thought Dallas, by the time they woke up, it was too late. They're almost like, okay, you know, Packers going to come back to Earth till they didn't come back to Earth. And then, you know, you're, you've got a quarterback who is putting up a passer rating of 157.2. That's the second highest passer rating for a quarterback in his first playoff game in NFL history. Brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. So, C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love both posted passer ratings of 157.2. The highest passer rating of a quarterback in his first playoff game was Dave Craig. 1983 wildcard game against Denver. That was 158.3. 
And you're watching these quarterbacks, as much as we love to laud Patrick Mahomes and the different angles of how he throws the football, Jordan Love was doing that yesterday. He was side angle, off his back foot, a lot of off his back foot. And then C.J. Stroud, he had a dip there during the season, later in the season, and we thought, okay, Puka Nakua could maybe win the Rookie of the Year. Nope, even though Puka Nakua was wonderful last night. That's a guy where there's football, there's speed and football speed. And he has football speed. But the other wide receiver, and I'm only going to compare them just because they weren't fast, but they were really good, and that's Jerry Rice. Because Jerry Rice was a 4-5 guy in the 40, maybe closer to 4-6. But he didn't get caught. And Puka Nakua, when he runs after he catches, he's not afraid. But when he catches the ball, he's going to hurt somebody. And if I'm the Rams, a Rams fan today, man, I can't wait till next season. I, I, you know, Sean McVay was positive. I mean, he was like, "Hey, I really love what we what we did here," and he didn't sound devastated that he lost a close game. Confidence that was earned from this group. You know, they came in here with the expectation to advance and play the winner of the game tomorrow night, and so. That's, uh, you know, I think that's a, that, that's a tough pill to swallow. But I think the further that you get away from the raw emotions of it, the more appreciation they'll have for what they did. And I think there's a lot of things that we can build on, but you got to do it. You know, it's, you know, as we know, and this group is an example of it, the preseason stuff doesn't mean. Okay. That's uh, Sean McVay. We'll talk to Chris Sims, NBC Sports, Football Night in America. He'll join us coming up in a few minutes. Adam Schefter, a little bit later on. Jim Harbaugh is meeting with the Chargers. There's no rumor here, no speculation, no I'm hearing. There's multiple reports that Jim Harbaugh is actually meeting with the Chargers. We'll get to phone calls coming up. Uh, I'm going to do this now, and I was going to wait, but I can't make him wait. Shay and Irving joining us on the program. Shay? Danny? Yep. I went to hell without dying last night. The fat man did it again. You freaking said it, Danny. You're the number two seed in the NFC. All the playmakers are healthy. Roster chock full of pro bowlers. Easiest route to the NFC championship game since I don't know when. And you come out and get beat. Beat worse than a freaking Palestinian protester at a Greg Abbott rally. Dak looked awful. CD looked like a convalescent. Danny, this secondary looked like they were skin-popping vials of ketamine. And at the Silver Spoon, if Stephen Jones had any testicular fortitude, he'd have his daddy committed to a freaking insane asylum, run to L.A., give Jim Barr a blank check, and beg him to come to Dallas. What was halftime like at the house? Depressed. Let me ask you this, Danny. Let me ask you this. With Jerry. If the roles were reversed, do you think Jerry Jones would give one iota where he put himself in? Put him in a pine box. He's got to do something. Maybe you'd just get a new team. That's sacrilegious. Danny, you can't do I was born into this pain, Danny. This is, in, this is all I know. How do you do this? Feels like every year at this time I could play a phone call from you and it would sound kind of the same. 
Not like this. Green Bay could have flipped the same spot on Danny. It wasn't like this. No. No, 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 no. Not against the number C. No. Not like this, Danny. This is otherworldly. This wasn't just a beating. This was judgment from a higher power. This was awful. Oh, your fourth quarter looked pretty good. Oh, I swear on Christ on a cross, Danny. Stop it. <laughs> Nothing will make this day better. You know, they looked oh, they, Oh. You know who had the money line on the Packers and the uh, Cowboys? Dylan, the graphics guy, had the uh, the Packers winning the game. Oh, yeah, I'm well aware of what that's like. <laughs> you think he doesn't have any blame in this? You got another thing coming. All right. How's the day going to be? Awful, Danny. I, I ain't got out of bed. I'm pacing in the bedroom. I don't know where the hell the kids are, the roommate's somewhere. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Dog probably needs to go outside. That's for damn sure. You going to work? Hell no, Danny. Okay. I can't. No! Maybe you need to get out of the house, okay? Uh, Danny, I couldn't tie my shoes today without breaking <laughs> into a sweat. I'm so freaking mad. I'm, I'm beside myself, Danny. I can't believe you get beat like that at home. Number 17 to a quarterback who snuck into the freaking playoffs. The fat man did it again. He's going to go. I'll talk to you later this week. Whatever, Danny. That's Shea and Irving. And I told him when we were doing our gambling podcast, and Dylan takes the money line. He takes the Packers. And then Shea is just livid. He's just not having anything to do with that. The possibility that they could lose that game. And here we are. That was the biggest surprise of the weekend to me. Not only losing, but how they lost that game. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, 
it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. And this is our one on a Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, January 17th. Come on in, stay a while. Gang's all here. Yes, Fritzy is here. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that coming up. The playmaker, Michael Irvin. Been a while since we've had him on. Mike will join us later on. We'll have more insights into Jim Harbaugh. He met with the Chargers, met with the Falcons while still negotiating with Michigan. Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports has been covering that and had some uh, great details, so he'll join us coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Good morning. You're watching on Peacock. Thank you for allowing us into your homes. And for those listening on radio, thank you for allowing us into your cars as you commute or maybe you're still at home. And uh, Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio will have a poll question coming up. And a few other comments coming up on the uh, Patriot way until it's not the Patriot way. You know, that's the one organization that I can think of in my 40 years doing this that you didn't get information out of. If you did, it was really, really rare. The Patriot way, nobody said anything. Nobody spoke uh, out of school. Now all of a sudden Bill Belichick is gone and they're open for business. Now you're picking sides on what was going on with Belichick and Robert Kraft and his son. Also, the quarterbacking position with Mac Jones, he seems to be used as a pawn there. Bill didn't want him. Uh, The Kraft family got more and more involved. And then Belichick is the guy who said to the Kraft family, let's move on from Tom. He can't play anymore. And then Tom wins the Super Bowl. And then Robert Kraft reportedly says to Bill Belichick, I thought you told me he can't play anymore. He won a bleeping Super Bowl. But uh, Bill Belichick was cleaning out his office just a couple of days after the loss to the Jets. But it feels like there's a whole lot more that went on there in the last decade. And it felt like the Kraft family was taking more control. And it wasn't a question of if but when Bill Belichick was going to leave. All right. Poll question. What do you have, Seton, for the first hour of this program? Who would you rather have coach your NFL team? Uh Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh? Now, I know you're simplifying that, but it's not as simple because if you said Jim Harbaugh is going to coach Justin Herbert and the Chargers, or Bill Belichick was, I would take Jim Harbaugh. If you said the Dallas Cowboys, Jim Harbaugh, or Bill Belichick, I'd say Bill Belichick. How about the Atlanta Falcons? So Harbaugh interviews with the Falcons. Bill Belichick interviews with the Falcons. If I would have said that at the beginning of the year, hey, you know, the Falcons, they're going to have a coaching vacancy. And I would have said, okay. Oh, you know who they're going to interview? Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh. Now, Harbaugh, I'd go, okay, because he's been trying to get back into the NFL. But for Belichick 
and the juicy irony of he's now going to coach the Falcons, then I would say, no, that's not happening. But here we are, and the Falcons, the Falcons are swinging for the fences. You know, Arthur Blank is, you know, going after the biggest names, see if he can reel one in, because he's another owner who almost won a Super Bowl. He's been closer than Jerry Jones has. He's got everything, but he doesn't have anything. He's always on the sidelines. He's ready to celebrate, and then, no, crushing. But now he's swinging, swinging for the fences. You're not bringing in a young offensive coordinator, an Arthur Smith. Now you're going after big boys here. And, uh, and I give him credit. Because you did credit because uh, <laughs> yeah. give, give him credit because he's got skilled position players. I, I, they have a nucleus here, and that's Belichick wants to get that team that is undervalued from the standpoint of just like when Brady went to the Buccaneers. I think we were surprised because we thought, well, he's going to go to a team that's sort of a 500 team. Well, he saw that they were far more than that, and they were further along than we thought. And maybe Belichick and Jim Harbaugh look at the Falcons and go, okay, we just have to get a quarterback. Well, that's how all these coaches lost their jobs, because they didn't have a quarterback. That's what I love about the Chargers' job. I have my quarterback. He's under contract. Can I look at free agency and go, okay, uh, who's out there? Who are you going to get? And that's the tricky part with all of this. Who's my quarterback? That's why all of these jobs are open, except for the Chargers, because Brandon Staley just didn't do a good job managing that team. And he had his quarterback. Yeah, Paul? If you were deciding between Belichick and Harbaugh, how much, if at all, would the age difference matter? There's an 11-year age difference. Oh, yeah, that would matter, because I don't know how long you know Bill wants to coach for. I mean... Is he going to coach for three years? Is he going to coach till he gets the record? Is he going to coach till uh, you know he gets deep into the playoffs? Uh, Harbaugh, I could see him maybe in, you know a decade coaching, whether it's at Michigan and or the NFL. And I know that they're talking about Jim Harbaugh with this. Uh, hey, are we going to give him a ten-year deal? He's going to make eleven and a half million dollars. Well, that's not his final contract because. He could be two years in and say, you know what? Yeah, I won another national championship. Now I really want to coach in the NFL. And he made a point to say after he won the national title, hey, I get to sit at the big boy table. His dad won a national championship and his brother won a Super Bowl. He won a national championship. But it still feels like, and this may be me kind of uh, letting you into my world with my brothers, we're competitive. Family dynamics like that are so funny. I know. That's why when you go, wait, everybody should be happy. Yeah, there's competition. And if you're Jim Harbaugh and John won a Super Bowl, boy, it'd be nice to have a Super Bowl and a national championship because then I get to sit at the head of the table. Jim's that competitive. Then you could sit around and be like, you know, I got to tell you, I can't tell which one was more difficult. <laughs> I mean, they both come with uh, unique challenges. Or I'm not sure which ring I'm going to wear today. <laughs> oh, John, you're wearing your Super Bowl ring. I, I'm going to wear the national championship. You know what? I'm going to put my Super Bowl ring on. Family dynamics there, the competition that's there, the ego that's there, that factors into all of this. Because Jim has done everything you would want, considering what has happened in, what is, nine years there at Michigan. You know, 
Couldn't beat Ohio State. Got to beat Ohio State. Can't beat Ohio State. All right. Maybe you're not the guy. Maybe we're going to cut your salary here. Oh, wait a minute. You beat Ohio State. Oh, you beat him again. Oh, you're going to play for national. Oh, you won a national championship. And then Jim's taking the victory lap like, all right, I'm going to make you sweat a little bit here. Cha-ching. Yeah, because he's going to get paid. The question is, and there's language in the contract, according to Dan Wetzel, of let's say something happens with the NCAA and Michigan wants to move on from Jim Harbaugh. He doesn't want to have the language in there that allows them to move on if it's NCAA related. Now, it could be performance related, but Jim, I think, is trying to protect himself. If he stays there, that he doesn't get fired if the sanctions come back and, you know, they come down hard on Michigan. What other poll question do you have, Seaton? Well, who, whose future are you more curious about, Belichick's or Harbaugh's? I would say Belichick because I believe Harbaugh is going to go back to the NFL. It's not this time around. It'll be in a couple of years. Belichick to go to another team. That would be so bizarre to see him. Wearing somebody else's hoodie, carved up sweatshirt there on the sidelines. How many games is he away? 15. 15. Now, if he went to the Cowboys, then that would be mind-blowing. Where you're going, oh my God. He's coaching the Cowboys and maybe gets them to a Super Bowl and surpasses Don Shula's all-time record. So I, I would say, Bill, just because I never thought we would get to this day. Harbaugh, I'm not surprised and won't be surprised. I won't be surprised if he goes back. And I won't be surprised if he goes to the NFL. I think it's more of the job that you would take to leave Michigan. And I would stay at Michigan. But I get it with these coaches. It feels like the NFL has more stability than college does. And it used to be these control freaks. You know, that's why Nick Saban's like, eh, transfer portal, NIL. You don't want to deal with that. And they didn't have to deal with that for decades. Because it was like, uh, let's just pay some players under the table. We'll get the best players we can get. Now, you could probably use that response <laughs> for a lot of coaches. But... Hey, let's stockpile players on scholarship. Hey, we can do that. And that's what that's what happened. It was you were able to control everything. Now you can't control anything. Because that kid has all the leverage. Imagine you're a freshman. You rush for, I don't know, twelve hundred yards. You go to one of these big time coaches and you go, um, Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to stay. I'd like to stay. But um yeah, I'd like to redo my deal. That's what's going on right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So you got these guys, the you know, big time coaches are like, you gotta be kidding me. You know, they're thought bubbles as they're sitting there with this kid, nineteen years of age, just rushed for twelve hundred yards, you know, projected to be a first rounder in a couple of years. Man, I like to redo my deal. Again, the coaches are like, wait a minute. You can't redeal redo your deal <laughs> after one can. good re- yeah. one good season. Yeah. You're gonna redo your deal. That's not how it works. This is a contract. Oh. But but that's the headache that you have with college football. Or at least these guys who already have that mindset of, we control everything here. And then you don't control anything. And I, I could see where that, you know, I mean, Nick Saban left because of that. Reggie Bush was with us yesterday, and he said he firmly believes NIL. That's one of the reasons. That's why you have to have young, energetic coaches who can deal with the transfer portal. They can deal with NIL. They understand this is the new way of doing business. And that's where I want to see how long it sustainable for Dion 
at Colorado because he basically said that he opened everybody's eyes to this. He said, this is what's going on now. Let's not kid anybody. It's about the transfer portal and what I can do for you and you can do for me, and we're in business together. By the way, Mike Tomlin is back for 2024. Not sure why he didn't say that. I don't know why he didn't say that after the loss. Unless he was offended by the uh, reporter's question of, hey, uh, you know, you got one year left on your deal. Bill, I I didn't finish my question. I didn't even get to ask the question. But uh, he says he's coming back for 2024. Yes, Seton. It's probably just emotional. I mean, they just lost. But it's probably been a long season for him and uh, got a kind of a, an appropriate question, but in his mind, a dumbass question that he didn't feel like answering right now. So he just walked away. I kind of get that. But then you're adding more to it. So you don't want to answer that question. So now you're going to answer more questions with, well, why did you walk? That's what I'd want to know. Why did you walk off the podium after the loss, coach? Yeah. But what if he blew up on the person instead? Well, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's. I'm just trying to like devil's advocate it. Yeah. I, it just feels like Tomlin deals with this as well as anybody. I mean, you're 17 years in. You're going to get a question you don't like. Or how do I answer this? See, I feel like it's exactly. He's 17 years in. And why do, why have... do I have to deal with this crap? You know? He's earned the right to not have to do that. But to walk off? See, that, I don't know. Maybe, I, yeah, maybe he was about to lose it and said, in, I'd be better served mm, walking. Self-preservation kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, like yeah. I know what's about to happen, right. and I've got enough control to walk. Mm-hmm. That's what I read from it. Yeah. Yes, Todd? It seemed unnecessarily dramatic. You could just say a myriad of things, including, I'm not going to answer that right now. We, we just lost. Let me uh, deal with the uh, season ending a little more abruptly than I had anticipated, but uh, thank you. I'm not thinking to myself right now, okay? There's guys in that locker room hurting. <laughs> Are hurting. Okay? okay? That's what I'm thinking about right now. I'm not thinking about myself right now, okay? By the way, uh, Nick Sirianni is reportedly <laughs> meeting with the owner of the Eagles today. Swipe card. Uh, here you go. Playbook. Here you go. Parking pass. There you go. Can I keep the visor? Yeah, keep the visor. Yeah, Paul. <laughs> Is this a situation where Nick Sirianni fires all the assistants and gets one more year? But he already lost his coordinators last right. uh, last couple of years. Which is why they lost this year. Yes. Yeah. You know who's getting a lot of heat? Jalen Hurts. That's new. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's new? Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Is that an old headline? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have a good year this year. This is where I always will go one more year instead of giving you the contract extension a year early. Always. I don't care who it is. You know, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. Who else did I say this about? Uh, Even Josh Allen. Like, you just go, give me one more year. You know, Danny Dimes. I'm like, no. You know, make him prove it one more year. Because it's such a fickle league. And I talked to a former defensive coordinator last night who said, once the league gets a book on you, now they want to see how you react. The league has a book on Jalen Hurts. And so now it's up to him and Nick Sirianni or whoever's the coach, offensive coordinator. Now you have to react. It's it's a game of chess all the time. Take away that, now what do you do? All right, you we took away that, now what do you do? And that's what Jalen Hurts has to do. Now he has to be able to play chess again. 
and maybe he wasn't healthy. I know the knee, that was a big deal. And, uh, you know, even the finger, although Troy said during the game or prior to the game, that shouldn't be an issue. He looked like he was throwing the ball really well. You know, Tampa just beat him. Yeah, they were more physical. They just beat him. I watched the replay of that game That's last fun. night. That's fun, though. And I'm going, I'm still yelling at the Eagles to tackle. I'm going, tackle him. And, you know, I think it, they thought it was two-hand touch. And even then, they didn't do well with that. I'm going, oh, my God, Chris Godwin is looking like Gail Sayers going down the field. And I know quit is a terrible word to use. It is. And, and I would hate for somebody to say that about me if I played. But it just, they, they felt, and it's semantics. They just felt less than inspired. Like, did it mean, it's almost like they knew they weren't a Super Bowl caliber team. Right? It just felt like, yeah, yeah, we're in the playoffs, but Tampa was thrilled to be in, and they played that way. The Lions, thrilled to be in. They played that way. The Cowboys were already thinking about Vegas, and they played that way. Packers, inspired, thrilled, young team, quarterback, rally behind him. And they played like that. It's not a coincidence. Baltimore can't play entitled. San Francisco can't play entitled. Every game. Every single game. Do what you need to do right in front of you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.
It's hour one on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. If I would have said 15 hours ago, what do you think the Cowboys are going to do? You probably would have said maybe make a change because Bill Belichick's out there or Mike Vrabel's out there. Or do you promote from within with their defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn? Well, they're bringing back Mike McCarthy. And Jerry Jones, in some ways, is patient in other uh, areas. He's not patient. But when it comes to his coaches, he is patient, maybe to a fault. So multiple seasons of playoff heartbreak under Mike McCarthy. And he's coming back. Now, he's going to be a lame duck coach unless Jerry Jones extends his contract. But we've been down this road before. Jones played a similar game twice before. In 2014, he uh, forced Jason Garrett to coach the final year of his contract without an extension. Well, Dallas won the East, eventually lost in the divisional round. Jason Garrett was rewarded with a five-year extension. 2019, Garrett and the Cowboys faced a similar dilemma. This time, the team failed to make the playoffs, and then Garrett was fired. I don't know what Jerry is going to do as far as Mike McCarthy's future here, but if it's Super Bowl or bust for the Cowboys, and you could have upgraded with Bill Belichick, I don't even know if he made a call. Maybe this was just kind of uh, a mere formality. Hey, no, we aren't bringing him back. He's loyal. He is loyal, and a lot of owners aren't. You can go to Carolina and... You don't have a loyal owner there. Or when Daniel Snyder was with Washington. But loyal, maybe to a fault, but Mike McCarthy is coming back, and that's the big news when it comes to the Cowboys. Also, I was looking at the last 10 years, so since 2014, uh, Mike Tomlin's coming back. Which fan base feels better? The Steelers that Mike Tomlin is coming back or the Cowboys that Mike McCarthy is coming back? I'm going to guess the Steelers feel better even though the Cowboys are a better team. Since 2014, looking at the Steelers, they have two seasons where they won 12 games, seven playoff appearances, zero Super Bowls. Overall record, they won 63% of their games. Postseason, they're 3-7. and So that's 2-4 and in the wild card, 1-2 and in the divisional round, and 0-1 and in a conference championship. The Cowboys, over the same time frame, five seasons of at least 12 wins, six playoff appearances, zero Super Bowls. They win an average of just over 60% of the time. Postseason record, three and six, three and two in the wild card, 0 and four in the divisional round. But it feels like the Steelers happier to have Mike Tomlin back than maybe the Cowboys are with Mike McCarthy. Welcome to the program, already underway, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback. We'll have more on this. Also, Peter King will stop by as well. No word on the Eagles with Nick Sirianni. Feels like, feels like that the further along we get in the week, the more likely it is Nick Sirianni will keep his job. Diana Rossini done a great job reporting on this. And she said that the coach and the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, have not met, but they are talking about Nick Sirianni and the ownership looking for coordinators to help Nick Sirianni. That would lead me to believe Philadelphia is not going to make a move. Then it starts to tighten the window a little bit on the possibilities of where Mike Vrabel, uh, maybe even Pete Carroll, certainly Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, 
you know, it's the musical chairs. You know, the music's still going. There's still seats to sit, but it's starting to. Soon as somebody hires somebody here, Raiders with Antonio Pierce, uh, maybe something happens with Atlanta. Then it starts to get even more interesting here. But uh, we'll uh, get to your phone calls, poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. And uh, our stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. This first hour brought to you by Express Employment Professionals. They're here to help you hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, interviews with unqualified applicants. You can move up to the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location nearest to you. That's ExpressPros.com. All right, Seton, what's the poll question today? By the way, we say good morning. You're watching on Peacock and our radio affiliates around the country. We've got a few options on poll questions that are essentially the same but slightly tweaked. Okay. Uh, Jerry Jones keeping Mike McCarthy for another season is a smart move uh, or dumb? Well, I understand it. But just because Mike McCarthy and you get 12 wins, that's, that's never, you know, really been the criticism here. It's we get to the postseason. Is Mike McCarthy able to get you further in the postseason? Is, is my coach an advantage when we get to the postseason? And I don't think he has been. Because if coaches want to fall on the sword and say, I didn't have my team prepared. I mean, you truly did not have your team prepared for the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to start with the coach, but, you know, Dak didn't play well. Defense didn't play well, you know, and that's a one-off where the Eagles were not good for the last two months of the season. That, to me, feels a little more systemic of a coach issue there. But with Mike McCarthy, he is a very good coach, but it's nice to have a regular season coach who uh, people think highly of. I need you to think highly of my coach when it comes to the postseason. I'd like to know if we have an advantage there. When the Patriots would play in the postseason, you'd always say, well, you got Brady and you got Belichick. And that was usually enough to beat just about every team. You had an advantage going into the game. Dallas doesn't. Your Cowboy uh, quarterback, is he always going to be better than the quarterback he's facing? And Dak did have a good year. But they got a decision to make on Dak. You're going you're gonna to pay him? You got one year left, so you're going to have a lame duck quarterback, lame duck coach. That makes me nervous. And if you're all in on Mike McCarthy, then maybe you extend him. Yeah, Seaton. Yeah, I wonder how much player contracts plays into the decision to keep Mike McCarthy. We can keep keep coach for another year, then maybe Dak is up in a year, CD's coming up. Um, you know, maybe there's... If we're going to start fresh with a new coach, let's just start fresh with a new everybody. And I do think that that transition is difficult, that if you bring in Belichick, he's got to bring in his staff. And then he's a defensive-minded coach. Are you losing Dan Quinn as your defensive coordinator? Uh, you don't want Bill running the offense, although he does get an upgrade as at quarterback over Mac Jones. But, you know, when it comes to coaching, and we've said that about the Cowboys, you know, Mike McCarthy is not a good manager of the clock. And when it comes to the postseason, we've seen that right in front of us. Now, the clock wasn't an issue when they faced the Packers. If you're a Cowboy fan, you probably wish that it was a factor because then you would have been in the game. That was never a factor. Now, you start to look around and go, okay, Philadelphia not as formidable. The Niners window, to me, is going to close a little bit sooner than people think. 
because, you know, George Kittle, like you, you have some positions there. Your left tackle, uh, Christian McCaffrey contract, you, you know, Brandon Ayuk is going to want a contract. So there, it feels like that's a little bit more of a fluid situation of just how long this window of opportunity is for the Niners. But somebody else is going to get better sooner than you think. You know, the Lions are here. Um, so if you're, you're Dallas, you're like, all right, 12 wins. We're still going to be a formidable team. You know, Green Bay, a lot better than what we think. So if I'm looking at this and I want stability, but it still comes down to the playoffs. And I said that during the year. I don't care what Dallas does. They could go undefeated during the regular season. I don't care. The teams that even squeak in are more formidable. Green Bay, you sneak in, slip in. Now you're dangerous here. Dallas didn't feel dangerous. Tampa, they sneak in. They felt more dangerous. Dallas, Dallas, it feels like, hey, we're the Cowboys. Yeah, you you are the Cowboys, the current Cowboys, not the ones of 30 years ago. And I think there's a big difference there. The sense of entitlement, we're the Cowboys, we're celebrities, we're bigger than any other franchise in sports. And you know, look at the place we play. We got everything, and then you have nothing. But Mike McCarthy, I understand Jerry being loyal. Loyal to He was too loyal with Jason Garrett. But also, you have to factor in... And this is this is probably way too deep. This is where a you know a therapist might say, "Man, you're screwed up." If I told him this, let's say Belichick went to Dallas. Let's say he broke the all-time record there. Let's say he led them to the Super Bowl. Is there any part of this that Jerry Jones would go, "Yeah, but what about me?" Like this is all going to be about Belichick. As crazy as that may sound, that. Yeah, I want to win a Super Bowl, but I want to be the biggest reason why we win. Like people talk about me, Jerry Jones, winning the Super Bowl. And and maybe that's you know, Freudian stuff there. But I I don't want to the reason why I had a breakup with Jimmy Johnson and a fractured relationship and friendship for 30 years was sharing credit. And I thought, okay, Belichick, does Belichick want to go into that situation? And I really wondered if he did. But he does want to win a Super Bowl. He wants to prove he can win a Super Bowl without. And let, let's say he did that. If Belichick goes into Dallas, wins the Super Bowl, and is the all-time victory leader in NFL history, now he just trumped Tom Brady. Now he just one-upped him. Yeah, Brady won with the Buck. Yeah, but Bill won with the Cowboys. He's the all-time victory leader. And I just wonder, Jerry Jones, with ego playing a role in this, and I think Jerry still wants to be the guy. And, and Mike McCarthy allows him to be the guy. But Bill Belichick obviously would be an upgrade. But I do think there, the transitional period is what you may miss out on with Dallas. Does Bill come in and all of a sudden go, hey, I let, we'll get to the playoffs, I'll take over from there. I don't think it's that easy. And, and, and go back to during the game that it felt like there was something going on between C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott. And a lot of people pointing to C.D. Lamb and saying, hey, he's one of the biggest reasons why you lost. He got shut down by Zaire Alexander. But it felt like there was friction. Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson on the broadcast talked about that. 
So I don't know, you know, the whole inner workings of the Cowboys because it is fascinating of Jerry Jones's role in all of this. And you're on the clock. You know, in life, you're on the clock. And you did get a chance to upgrade and you chose not to. Mike McCarthy is a good coach. I don't know if he's a Hall of Fame coach. Maybe he eventually ends up in the Hall of Fame. But he's had really good quarterbacks. I mean, he had Aaron Rodgers. I think he had Brett Favre for a year. And he's got Dak Prescott. They were the number one scoring offense. And I have to give him a lot of credit because he took over the play calling. Although he did want to run the football, though. But, you know, so it's, it's kind of a fascinating time. And Albert Breer will join us and Peter King a little bit later on. We can ask them about this move and what it means for Belichick. More likely to end up with Atlanta. Jim Harbaugh with the Chargers. Antonio Pierce with the Raiders. Who wants Carolina? Like, you know, so there's you know, Washington. I love the Washington situation, but they're not ready to win right now. But you can walk in and go, okay, I do have my quarterback. Or at least a guy, I think, with a rookie quarterback contract, now I can go out and get some players. And this is, uh, we, turn, we turn the corner from Daniel Snyder. Now we're, we're going to be a legitimate team. A legitimate franchise. So phone calls are welcome. We'll settle on a poll question. And uh, Tyler standing by to take your calls. We'll hear from Jason Kelsey about his retirement. Is Nick Bosa throwing shade at Aaron Rodgers, as the kids like to say? And Patrick Mahomes talks about his rivalry with Josh Allen. All of those things coming up. And uh, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 